You're listening to Yoshi's Standing in the Wind from Yoshi's Story, released March 10th, 1998, composed by Kazumi Totaka. What's up, BG Maniacs? Welcome to another episode of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. I, of course, am your host, Brian, and joining me on the show this week, host of Very Good Music, a VGM podcast every month with Shoot Kapow, it is Bedroth. Hey, 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 here I am. Here you are, blowing in like the wind. wind. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, we didn't even rehearse that. Great minds think alike. No, yep, either that or, man, we've been doing this for too long. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, something like that. Real quick, if you'd be so kind, head on over to Apple Podcasts or whichever app you've chosen to listen to us on and drop us a quick rating and review. As always, it does help in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow. And remember, we are on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Head on over there, check out our tiers, see what we're doing. And if you feel inclined, toss us a couple bucks each month. If not, continuing to listen to the episodes as they upload each week works wonders as well. And of course, special shout out to current executive producers, Jexax and Zenku. So yeah, Bedroth, you blew in on the wind. I did. I did. In fact... And, uh, uh, man, I'm tired. <laughs> you know what? It's been, I feel it's it. been a few days. Yeah. I feel it. You and I were set to record this past Friday night. I fell asleep. <laughs> 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 Which happens sometimes, but, well, uh, And, uh, in all fairness, I did keep you up, like, 60 to 90 minutes after when we were supposed to start. But, but that's still, okay. You know, yeah. I used to not care, but <laughs> now, as you mentioned earlier today, I am very geriatric now, so, I, uh, We're getting old, man. To... We're getting old. Only one of us is turning 40 this year, though, so... I know, and it's crazy, like... <laughs> a couple of my friends and, and like close friends are turning 40 this year you my roommate frank like there's a lot of people turning 40 this year yeah what can i say 1982 it was quite a year i'm married to a 40 year old now so that already makes oh, wow. me feel old <laughs> but i won't tell her that of course because <laughs> i'd like to stay married but exactly yeah, um... <laughs> 
Man, we've got a we've got quite a playlist going tonight. That was a that was a fun little track you let in with, even though I, I ruined the track you were going to use. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, and that's okay. You know what? You you stuck to the uh you know the idea behind BG Mania, where we try not to same play the same track more than once. And I did not check my own spreadsheet, and I had two tracks on my list that we had played before, so I had to make some quick substitutions. But the theme for today's show, as you could tell by the name of the podcast episode this week, we are focusing on gusty in windy levels or just like gusty, windy sounding music, I guess. Not everything that we have in here is a level, so, but right, um, right. something that I've wanted to do now for a while and it fits with this time of year, you know, springtime. It's pretty stormy. It's pretty windy sometimes. Especially yeah. in Ohio, we have been getting pounded with storms over the last few weeks, and I think that uh, I think that this is just the perfect time of the year to do this. I couldn't agree more. I think that this is a nice. It's a bit of cool month for just well, mostly what you would think of as nice music, but also some fun surprises. I just posted my episode last week, uh, springtime, um, or sorry, not springtime. Gosh, the boat episode, which you yeah, said I was gonna was say the, the boat stuff, topic yeah, for springtime, yeah, it was, uh, the, yeah, the, the boat episode. Which uh, which did feature some of that, but also featured some some cool finds that uh, I was happy to stumble across. And this playlist is even more of that. Uh, there are some classics. Anybody who's listened to my show for a while knows that I love Storm Eagles theme like no other. And uh, I'm also a really big fan of Song of Storms from Zelda. Yes. But actually, I think you guys have played Song of Storms before. Yeah. I was surprised to find you have not played Storm Eagle, but since I've played it at least twice on my own show, I've decided <laughs> to go somewhere else. So <laughs> That's okay. That's what's fun about uh, you being on, you know, two shows. You can kind of take your pick and it's out there still. People Mixed can listen to bit. it if they want to. Yeah, people can still go check it out over at Very Good Music. I can go where, where the wind blows me. Yep, you can go where the wind <laughs> takes you, which is yep. perfect for this week. But like you said, our, our playlist that we have for this episode, it, it kind of goes all over the place. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. And our opening track was my first pick of the episode, and that was Yoshi's Standing in the Wind from Yoshi's Story on the Nintendo 64, again composed by Kazumi Totaka. Um, kind of a Love simplistic Totaka. track, right? So like, fun. there's not a ton yeah. of stuff going on there. Not a lot. Got some of that little guitar that actually carried on into the Yoshi series. Um, yes, definite, uh, as you mentioned, we were listening to it, you know, strong in the Yoshi motif. But I think that it, it fits Totaka's style as well. Like, you think of all the stuff that he's done for Nintendo, and yeah. it's nothing super crazy, right? Like, it's all yeah, kind of chill, part. simplistic stuff. You think Animal Crossing, you think um, just at well, anything that he's been music, involved the with. The Wii system music. Yeah, very um, chill. Yeah. Um, and, and some of it was kind of fun cartoony stuff, and like in Mario Paint and Super Mario Land 2, but but never anything super out there. He um, he's, he's really reliable and really reliably enjoyable. Uh, is what he is. He's KK Slider, basically. So <laughs> he absolutely is, which I I, I adore KK Slider and all of his oh, yeah. stuff. So, yeah, um, I haven't touched New Horizons in forever. It's been a long time since I jumped. Me in neither. I think I jumped in a little while ago because my my daughter, um, one of the youngest daughters, uh, still plays it, and she said she gave me a present the other day, so I had to sign in and see what that was, and. 
there were there was like all kinds of new stuff and i just oh dude there's been so was... much stuff added that expansion <laughs> right like yep. they added the island like designing that you could go and make houses for individual villagers now on these remote islands they added a ton of stuff to that game it's it's kind of impressive yeah it's really cool how they've carried it on um since i referenced it and i have actually mentioned what it was i do need to say that uh, the track you were going to play in with is tornado man from Mega Man 9 or 10 Mega Man 9 Mega Man 9 which is a fantastic theme um gotta say if uh, anybody didn't hear that well the first time you played it on the show definitely go check it out even if you didn't hear it go check it out again it's a fantastic i wonder if that was in one of our Mega Man focuses it probably was because we did do um like an entire focus on Mega Man either the first october or the second october that bg mania was around i think it was the first october actually and it may have actually been in there, which is probably why I forgot that we played it, because that's been so dang. long. Yeah, it's been it's been over five years now, which is yeah. crazy, <laughs> which is absolutely crazy that this show has been around that long. But I appreciate that it has been and I'm glad it's still going strong. Same here, man. <laughs> Stronger now than it has in a while. And damn it, I didn't get last week's episode up the day before Cinco de Mayo, like I said I would on the show, but it got up on Cinco de Mayo, so I was still OK with it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It was a really fun show too. That was a lot of fun. It was. I had a lot We're of fun. We're gonna have a good time together. tonight too, though. It's uh, we are. I'm excited to share some of this music with you, and probably with a lot of people. I would imagine there's quite a few folks out there who haven't heard of quite a bit of this. So I think you have four tracks that I'm not familiar with on your playlist. One of them in your first block, and two from your second block that I just well. Actually, I don't know any from your second block. Yeah, so me neither. That's kind of uh, cool. I don't know, but I had never heard even of, like, I don't think I heard of the games from my second block. The first block, I was at least aware of the games, and I think I've heard something from most of these, at least the series, if not the game itself. But, but you know, we're, we're dancing around it. You want to go ahead and get into it? Yeah, let's do it, man. That's what I love about getting right into it. We, we don't have to talk long at the beginning. I don't even think we have much to talk about anyway, like... There's been nothing that we need to update on. We do have still some fun stuff coming that uh, yeah. that I'm looking forward to, so stay tuned. But yeah, yeah let's definitely. jump into this. I'm excited cool. to get into your first block. All right. Well, I do think you're uh, you're definitely like this first one, and um, oh, you're gonna like all of it. But I think this first one is a really really cool piece of music um, from the Sega Genesis. We're gonna be listening to "Like the Wind" from Elemental Master. Released December 14, 1990, and composed by Toshiharu Yamanishi.
Next up, we have Heat Wind Dalsim's theme from Street Fighter EX3, released October 26, 2000, composed by Shinji Hosoe, Ayako Saso, Takayuki Aihara, and Yasukisa Watanabe. Next up, we have Windy Day from Metal Slug 5, released November 13th, 2003, and composed by Toshikazu Tanaka.
Okay, coming back, we're talking about Like the Wind from Elemental Master. And man, I was excited for you to hear this one. <laughs> I loved this, as I was saying when we were listening to it. I wasn't prepared for the just mind-blowing synth and that 80s sound that, you know, I freaking love, dude. I just love oh, everything yeah, about man. that sound. And yeah. this doesn't even sound like Genesis music to me that much. It's very clean. It is. Uh, I think that's... Um, Yamanishi here is really using the Genesis hardware to its strengths, where you know it's an FM synth-based system, and so this is really where it shines. When you try to do too much with it, it starts to be kind of farty and grindy. But that that you know everything here is is synth, from the bass to that that lead, and it just it works. It works so well. And this looks like a like a vertical shooter, actually, sort of. Yeah, kind in my of. mind, see, I, I've, I'm not familiar really with the game at all. I always think of um, uh, the, uh, we were just talking about it before before, it, uh, before this episode started, and now I am blanking again. This must not really be a very memorable game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it is. I think a lot of people are nostalgic. Wizards and Warriors on the NES, and Iron Sword, especially its sequel, Iron Sword, which... Um, and I think it might be the elemental connection. I know in Iron Sword, you're having to fight these like elemental giants. And so I think that might be why, um, you know, I think when I hear Elemental Master, I think about that game. But anyway, for whatever reason, I was telling you, I found this recently when I was looking up music for the BGM Fight Club podcast, and it was listed as one of the best soundtracks on the Genesis. And yeah, this, this track is indicative of the rest of the OST. It's really, really good stuff. Uh, Toshiharu Yamanishi also worked on the Thunder Force series, apparently. Yeah, Which I was looking at cool. Thunder Force, uh, Atelier, um, saw that he was listed there, and I'm looking down the list, looks like he really kind of dove into Atelier after a while. He's most well known for Atelier and, uh, and Thunder Force. Yeah, we were looking, he's actually still got credits as recent as of last year on the Atelier series, so that's kind of yep. cool. Yeah, but cool. Uh, I freaking love going. that synth rock, dude. It is just, it. like I said, I love that stuff. Um, <laughs> I tend to play it for background music for the podcasts that we do that aren't BG Mania, right? Like Blood and Destroyers and Max Level that's all based yep. on synthwave stuff that we have in the background. And I can just never get enough of that. It's just, it's so good. <laughs> it's so yeah. good. Got to give a shout out to my buddy Volts Supreme. If, uh, if you, Brian, have not checked out any of his stuff, I really think you should. I'm familiar he with him. Oh yeah, his whole thing is um, like synthy remixes of uh, of BGM and celebrating synthy BGM on his show. Yep, I like. I'm a big fan of him, and I'm a big fan of Hammock because of his chill. Uh, oh yeah, know, yeah, K KVGM. KVGM. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's his whole his whole shtick. I'm a big fan of those because of how chill they are. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. Volts is a really cool guy. He's um, um, I think he would really really dig this track. I'll have to show it to him and see if he knows about it. But we uh, yeah, the next track, really different. Um, I didn't realize how eclectic this particular block is. We have three very distinct styles of music. But I love that. that. 80s synth rock to this, I guess, I don't know. Um, Prof Jeff might have a good genre name for this, but... It's almost like... Uh, maybe like Bolly Rock or something like that. I was like going to say, like <laughs> sort of like Bollywood, but not necessarily full Bollywood. I don't know if Bolly Rock is a genre but it could be and if it's yeah. not why don't we just make it one 
there we go. There we go. Because that guitar, that guitar is so turn of the century. Like, like. Can you shred <laughs> on a sitar? Alternative. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you can play guitar and um, or you can play sitar along with shredding guitar and it sounds <laughs> sounds pretty dope <laughs> I would like to I'd like to see somebody shred on a sitar I bet oh, you could I, I bet, bet you could. could I bet there's a metal band from India that's done it and I will find them <laughs> I bet it all seem good with those uh, stretchy fingers <laughs> oh yeah you can bend around all over the place yep man this this is a really cool track not not a whole lot to say about it that kind of speaks for itself it goes a lot of cool places and I could see it being really good for a fighting game especially like if the match is going on for a while because it really bounces around a lot kind of like that Skullomania song I played from another Street Fighter Alpha game a few episodes back absolutely you're on a Street Fighter kick I think this is three episodes in a row where you brought a Street Fighter track and I almost brought another one to this episode uh, Rashid's theme from Street Fighter 5 the messenger actually brought that to one show or another recently he's all over the place these days but um but he brought it to um uh, and I- i'd never heard rashid's name that was i think maybe my first exposure to street fighter 5's soundtrack and uh he's a pretty cool character his whole thing is winds that's like his his spiel and uh, his shtick and uh, his theme is really really awesome stuff if you haven't heard it definitely go check it out but in the end, I had to go had to go with Dalsim, and I think it was because of how how just really weird and cool this track was. Yeah, I'm not like I was talking to you about while we were listening to this track. I don't have a ton of experience with the EX series of Street Fighter, and kind of like we talked about last week, I was never like super big into Street Fighter anyway, outside of like two. So um, I don't think I'd ever heard this before, and I love it, man. Like just the different mix of everything going on it created a really cool sound that i wasn't expecting yep yep i uh i'm also not i'm not familiar with this game i played ex plus alpha quite a bit when i was uh like my first year of college i would go home and play with a buddy of mine and um we had a lot of fun with it but after that i never really never really stuck with the series and wasn't ever super into any street fighter after street fighter 2 yeah same with me like 2 2 was just the be all end all for street fighter for me so yeah yeah same here especially super street fighter 2 fei long was my main for a long time okay nice and uh yeah and i I got into 4 for a little while 4 is kind of cool it's kind of like the smash ultimate of street fighter games especially ultra street fighter 4 because like every character ever except for some of the uh some of the ex characters unfortunately is in that game so that was cool but um but yeah uh moving on to my final track in this block another really cool one it reminded me kind of of uh, of last last week's episode although as you mentioned while we were listening more western than latin uh from metal slug 5 it's windy day and just a really cool kind of indicative of i think some metal slug music we were talking about it, and it became pretty obvious that you and I don't have like any experience with the Metal Slug series. Not really, no. Um, it, it was, I think, it was mostly on like it was on the OGO, like this was arcade. I never really, I don't think, had a system that had much Metal Slug on it, if any. So that's probably what it is. But composer here, Toshikazu Tanaka, uh, did quite a few things for SNK. Was with them for a while. Uh, did the Akari Warriors series. Um, let's see. King of Fighters, which, if I'm not mistaken... There's a new Metal Slug coming out this year, actually, that I know of for sure. Because I know Sev is really looking forward to it. Metal Slug Tactics, because it's a tactic-style Metal Slug game. It's set to still release sometime this year. 
that sounds cool. Tactics games, a lot of times, for whatever reason, have some have really really cool music and. Uh, Metal Slug. As from what I know of the aesthetics of Metal Slug, it seems like it would be a good fit. Almost like an Advance Wars kind of thing. Yeah, I wonder who's doing the soundtrack for that. I don't know that I could find that out yet because I don't think it's probably listed anywhere. Fatal Fury King of Fighters is the inaugural game in the Fatal Fury series and is also the first game to depict the King of Fighters tournament, which was the basis for the later King of Fighters series. So, uh, Toshikazu Tanaka was the composer on the very first game that featured both Fatal Fury and King of Fighters. So, um, yeah, cool stuff. And I like how we kind of taught, you know, you tied it into a little bit sounding like some of the Latin stuff we had last week. And as we were listening to this, I was just scrolling through the YouTube comments of this video and about 95% of them are all in Spanish. And to uh, continue it on even more, uh, I pulled a track last week from Rage of the Dragons, which is also listed under uh, Toshikatsu Tanaka as one of his I was going to say, his name sounded so. familiar, and I think it's because we listed him last week. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. There we go. It's funny how that all kind of goes full circle and comes back together. Consistency, yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. Nice. Yeah, yeah I really, I really like this, that this track. Western Western yep. style, and um, yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed this block. I had fun putting it together. I did. It felt like it was over quick. It was it was short. It was sweet. But I think that's good because my first block, Bedroth, is pretty beefy. Uh, I yeah, did not realize that I st- <laughs> I did not realize I stuck my three longest tracks together basically. Um, and I did have another track. I had a, a pick from Grandia Two in here. Romance at Windy Isle, which we had already played previously. That was kind of short from Noriyuki oh, Awadare. Fantastic which tune. I love. Yeah, it's so freaking good. Everything I had that kind of. Gradia 2 is one of those. It's like, so good. One of the best ever. It is, man. It really is. It's a special soundtrack and, and really a great game, too. But I had it sandwiched in between these two tracks that are sort of long, but I did replace it with something that is equally just as long. So we have about roughly 15 minutes of music coming up. So you can definitely kick back, (laughs) relax, enjoy these next three. We'll kick to my first block. First up, we do have Follow Me Into the Storm from Astro's Playroom. This released November 12th, 2020, and it was composed by Kenneth C.M. Young.
Coming up next is Valley of the Four Winds from World of Warcraft, Mists of Pandaria, released September 25th, 2012, composed by Jeremy Soule and Ido Guidotti.
Last up in this block is Windy Windmills from Fox and Forests, released May 17th, 2018, composed by Filippo Beck Picaz. <laughs> Thank you. 
coming back in, we are talking about Follow Me Into the Storm from Astro's Playroom, again, composed by Kenneth C.M. Young, not C.M. Punk, which I always want to say every time <laughs> I say his name when I'm when I'm talking about that composer, which isn't yeah. often. I don't, I don't mention him that often. I think the only time I've mentioned him before is when I played tracks from Astro's Playroom, which did come out alongside the PlayStation 5 back on November, 20, uh, November 12th of 2020. And I was telling you while we were listening to this track that it was one of the, like, showpiece titles, I guess, for the new DualSense controller and the haptic triggers and, like, the actual haptic controller itself, right? Because the entire controller, it... it, Right, yeah. You can feel, like, individual... In this particular game, you can feel the individual raindrops in this stage when you're walking around and it's raining. You can actually, like, feel the rain against your fingers, which is so freaking cool. And there's a few areas in this level that are windy where you can actually feel that in the triggers and the controller as well. It's such a cool feeling. It was one of the things that made me fall in love with the DualSense controller. And Astro's Playroom, for being a a free game, more or less, it was actually, you know, it it reminded me a lot of... um, you know, some of the older pack-in titles that we used to get on Nintendo consoles back in the day and how they would showcase the pivotal new features, I guess, of a console. But I also love... kind of thing. Right. And then I also love in this track, too, where in the background you get that almost, like, vocaloid sound and it's meant to be mm-hmm. the other Astrobots that are in this level because every level has a ton of Astrobots in them that are just kind of there for no particular reason other than just to be there. They're kind of like cheering you on as you go through the levels. And the entire premise of the game is super cool because it it's supposed to take place inside of your PS5. So like That's you're really going cool. into the SSD area for like, you know, the storage and you go into the CPU area and you go into the uh, disk area. Like you go into all these different areas, which are the levels that you're playing through in Astro's Playroom, which is super freaking cool. Yeah, that's really neat. This is cool. Like, like I was telling you, I've, I had never played this probably because I don't own a PS5, <laughs> but uh, the aesthetic here, uh, the little Astrobot reminds me a lot of Eve, the robot from, from Wally. And that's what the uh, Vocaloid sound you mentioned reminded me of as well. Yep, absolutely. And it kind of reminds me, too, of your first track that we opened up with from Elemental Master. Not necessarily the same, but it does have some of that, like, synth going on in there as well, which, again, I always appreciate. I just like how bouncy and fun this one was. Yeah, it really is. It makes you want to... And really, dude, a lot of the Astro's Playroom soundtrack is like that. I don't know if you remember the other track that I played from this game several, like, a long freaking time ago on BG Mania. But yeah. it was the SSD track, which actually has vocals in it. And it's it's so good, man. It's so good. Like, actual vocals. It's so freaking good. <laughs> oh, cool. Cool. Yeah, we, oh. Need some, we need some vocals on the episode. I don't we'll know that to... we have any vocal tracks we'll today. No, we do. Never mind. We do. We have a vocal <laughs> track later. I forgot. We do have one later. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> we For absolutely sure. do. You made sure to bring one. But I was asking you uh, a lot of questions about about this next track. Oh, this man. Was, this was cool. And this I'm glad you this loved too. this track as much as I do, because, again, it was a last-minute replacement for Grandia 2. 
Um, of course, we're talking about now Valley of the Four Winds from World of Warcraft Mists of Pandaria, which did come out on September 25th, 2012, and again composed by Jeremy Soul. Shout out to Frank. And Ido Guidotti, I think is how you say his <laughs> last name. Um, so Mist of Pandaria was, so Burning Crusade was the first expansion. Wrath of the Lich King was the second expansion. Cataclysm was, yeah, so it was the fourth expansion to World of Warcraft. And this was actually announced at BlizzCon 2011, which was the only BlizzCon that I've went to. So I got to play like the alpha version in a very early state at that BlizzCon on the show floor. A lot of people hated Mists of Pandaria <laughs> because it was the expansion that introduced the Pandaren race to the game, which initially was introduced into Warcraft lore as an April Fool's joke. So a lot <laughs> of people were upset that they got added as an actual race. But what they developed here Mists of Pandaria actually became one of my more favorite expansions in World of Warcraft because of the setting. It was very grounded in like that, you know, Chinese, kind of Japanese style and architecture all throughout. And the Valley of the Four Winds is one of the zones. It's actually the second zone, second or third zone that you level in on your way through the Mist of Pandaria content. And the entire zone is just laid out beautifully. Like the actual artwork that's on the video for this YouTube, um, it, it kind of paints a, a pretty good picture of what this zone sort of looks like in the game. Obviously, it's not as pretty and not nearly as detailed, but um, there's a ton of like areas where these, you know, trees, bamboo shoots are all over the place. There's wind blowing all throughout. There's all these things that are moving through and it's just a beautiful zone and honestly a beautiful content Pandaria itself. Um, the Pandaren, as I was telling you, they can be both Horde and Alliance. And I think this might be the only soundtrack for, or the only expansion for World of Warcraft that Jeremy Soule actually worked on. Don't quote me on that, but I think that might be true. <laughs> well, if it, if it is, um, he really brought everything to it. This, I was telling you, this is just really fantastic stuff. I feel like a lot of people might think of this as just sort of chill, relaxing, like background music, but I just sit here and listen to this and analyze it all day. It's... I love that orchestral sound, all the different uh, movements and instruments. Really, really good stuff. And it's modern orchestral. It's not classical. It, it reminds me of something that like my kids might play in band. It's just, just really, really cool. Well, put which, together. which, if we go back to the track I brought last week from Wrath of the Lich King, Invincible, a lot of the, or actually all of the World of Warcraft music is is very much orchestral. And it's so beautiful. It's so well done. And it's still like one of my favorite things about World of Warcraft is the soundtrack and the music that's in the game. Like, I never get tired of it. I might get tired of the game, but I never get tired of the music. Yeah, I mean, I've I've enjoyed everything I've ever heard from it. So it's it's good stuff. It's enjoyable. There's not a whole lot. I mean, sometimes when podcasts will play like they'll feature a game or a series that I just don't really know anything about I'll give it a fair chance and and I'll, I might pop around and listen to a song here or there on, on the episode but whenever you guys would bring a World of Warcraft episode I would listen to the whole thing through because 
I'm it's glad just, to hear it's that. It's just really good stuff. <laughs> this might be, at least so far, might be my favorite track on the playlist. Uh, that Elemental Master track is close, but this is just, it's really, really good stuff. You mentioned it reminded you a lot of Lord of the Rings. and Yeah, definitely some Howard Shore vibes here. Yeah, and I want to say even like, you know, it, it it's Jeremy Soule, right? Like, that's just his style. You think of everything else that he's worked on in, in the past, and man, it does sound a lot like, you know... Guild Wars or mm-hmm. Skyrim or yes. Yes, anything so. like that. Knights of the Old Republic, even to an extent, like it has a lot of that in there, which is this just so freaking cool. Think of Skyrim because it's got some of that. It's got kind of a tragic sound to it as well. And so much of what I know of Skyrim is what I've heard on Maluka's channel. And of course, she just injects that melancholy into everything she brings from from that game. So maybe that's why I was thinking of it. But Jeremy Soul's good with that, though. Like he he captures Ooh. emotions in his music. Like this could have maybe fit in the emotion to sadness episode. Even like he he captures yeah. that emotion really well through his compositions. There were a few on my um on my list that I I weeded through to pick these out. There were a few that I thought would fit well on that episode too. It's crazy how much tragic music is actually out there for video games, but I love that so much. <laughs> I yeah, really do. Catharsis, man. It's an emotional need for sure. It is. You mentioned movements though, and as we talk about the third track that I brought for this block, Windy Windmills from Fox and Forests, again composed by Filippo Beck Picaz. Um this track just goes all over the place, dude. There's so many different styles and vibes and sounds baked into this four minutes. Very Zelda in nature. You and I were talking about that while listening to it. But I really appreciate this game. Frank actually picked it up for me back when I was streaming regularly over on Twitch and wanted me to play through it on on stream, and I think I played it once, maybe twice if I'm lucky, but I never did finish this game. But it's such a cool premise because you're playing this anthrop... Uh, I can never say this word right. Anthropomorphic fox. Yes. <laughs> and um, one of the main mechanics of this game is that you change the seasons on the fly to help you solve puzzles and progress through what is basically Ah, a side-scrolling platform game. I have heard of this game. (laughs) Okay, dope. Yeah, it's a really cool game. So, like, you know, there might be a fountain in the springtime or summertime that's shooting up water, but if you change it to winter, it freezes over and you can jump on top of it and progress. Yeah, okay. You can make flowers bloom to create platforms. Really cool stuff. In the springtime. Yeah, it's it's such a cool idea for a game. Um, I really did like that. And I loved the, you know, kind of 16-bit uh, art style that this game was going for. This was actually a Kickstarter game back in 2016, which is kind of cool. But okay. I just... And, and one of the main instruments that sticks out to me in this track are those drums in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. The the drums I thought were really good, but just the, the fact that it kept moving, like you said, from from parts to parts and uh, just kind of changing up. It's it's really cool. It's a uh, I, I I think maybe coming off of Valley of the Four Winds that this was. I might have been a little more impressed with this hearing it in isolation, <laughs> but I still enjoyed it. It was it was nice to listen to. Absolutely, man. I'm glad you like this too. Apparently. 
there is a version of this game called Finnegan Fox that was in development for the Intellivision Amico. Oh, wow. Which was supposed to be released in 2020, but (laughs) never actually came out. Followed, you know, Mm -hmm. several delays. And of course, COVID probably didn't help that in 2021. Um, But... It's now been indefinitely delayed. <laughs> that was Tommy Tallarico's little pet project, wasn't it? The Intellivision Amico, I believe it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was following that little saga for a while on a couple of different podcasts, and yeah, it just kind of fell off the map. Kind of sad. And I don't know if we'll ever hear from it again, in all honesty. Like, it might just be done. Earthworm Jim 4 was in development for the I remember in television about that. Amico and that was now be like a it's big, nowhere like a system seller type thing yeah, yeah and now it's nowhere which is really disappointing like why didn't they just move that elsewhere especially if the Amico's never coming out right yeah yeah Jim Jim deserves a comeback for sure Jim deserves a comeback Tommy Tallarico should uh I mean he he does he deserve a comeback I mean he's still out there I don't know that we could say well he does deserve a comeback because his last his last composition was in 2012. He deserves a comeback. Okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I can dig that. I can dig Wait, that. He actually worked on one of the games we have coming up later on. Huh, okay. Your last okay. pick of the episode, he has some credits in. Really? Um I was was not aware of that. We'll have to talk I wasn't about I wasn't either until it. just now. <laughs> I didn't know he had ever worked on this series. That's cool. Anyway, um yeah, but I feel like did I also hear that that they were developing a new Earthworm Jim show? They were. It was like a an anime or something, right? Something like that. Yeah. I don't know if it was that maybe a 3D animated thing. I'm not sure. Um and I wonder if it was going to be a tie-in. I wonder wonder if it's going to go anywhere now. I'm not sure. I know that I did see that, but I'm I'm now here it is. Interplay's new Earthworm Jim TV series means the time is right for a new game. But did this ever actually come out? Did this show ever come out? I don't know that it did. There's a trailer for it. But I wonder if the show may have been put to the side because the game was put to the side. I don't know. Tell him, man. Because I remember watching the original back in the 90s. Did you ever watch the, I think it was like 95 or 96 that the original was, it was kind of out oh, there. Oh yeah, with uh, Dan Castellaneta and uh-huh. Jim. Yep. yep. And uh, Jim Cummings as Psychro. <laughs> yeah, that was, that show was a trip, man. It's one of those like classic 90s shows that there were moments of brilliance, but then in between there was so much mediocrity that you just kind of forget it. Well, that's like the Legend of Zelda cartoon back from the 80s oh, and 90s yeah, or... Even like the new adventures of Super Mario Bros or Super Mario, you know what I mean? Like those, I still watch those cartoons, not only on Pluto, because they do have, um, I think they have a channel that shows those sometimes, but they're also on some streaming service, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know which one. But they're out there somewhere. Yeah, I think I remember seeing them somewhere, too. I've actually got the whole uh, uh, of Mario 3, the animated Mario 3 show um, on DVD. (laughs) My kids used to watch that quite a bit. And I'm nostalgic for the Zelda series and for Captain N. I would would definitely put the Earthworm Jim show above those, though. (laughs) Captain N was Paramount Plus. They're on Paramount. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Which now, I, I actually, do have access to, thanks to Frank. Jim, or that Earthworm Jim show might have been the best video game cartoon adaptation until, and other than the Sonic shows. Sure, I feel like yeah, Sonic, the Sonic, Sonic, Sonic was always animation. really well done. 
Yeah, yeah. Compared to compared to everything else, especially. I mean, so. everything's better than the Donkey Kong cartoon from the nineties. So. One of these days, one of these times, we'll have to do kind of a partner show to that uh, music from games based on movies episode and talk about uh, music from games that were adapted into cartoons or movies. I love it. I'm putting That'd it on the fun. list. I'm putting <laughs> it on the list. I love it. But um, for now, I think it might be time to go ahead and move into my second block. I if love you're that ready. Too. Yep. Cool. 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 I know nothing about any of these games. I like <laughs> how it's kind of a nice eclectic mix of things. Once again, uh, several different generations, soundtracks going on here and different sounds, if I can remember correctly. But always fun to bring a PC-98 track to the show. And that is where we are going first. Especially one that's PC not Yuzo Koshiro. <laughs> visual novel slash RPG. Only you. We are going to listen to Like a Whirlwind, released December 1995, composed by Shade. This is Kyle, and one day you can be too. Every Friday, I host what is soon to be your favorite podcast, The Media Files. Me and one of my best friends talk about pop culture happening so that you don't look like an uncultured swine during those boring water cooler conversations. Laughs are shared, tears are cried, and sometimes we have really interesting special guests that you might be familiar with. Download The Media Files wherever you download podcasts, and remember, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later. And next, we have Whirlwind from Samurai Warriors 4, released October 21st, 2014, composed by Yojiro Yoshimatsu, Hiroaki Takahashi, and Kinsuke Inage.
finally, we have Windmill in Your Heart from Narcillion, Lithian, Another Story, released February 28, 2002, composed by Temp.
coming back in from another eclectic block, we are talking about Like a Whirlwind from Only You for the PC-98. I really dug this track, dude. Very this synth. This is really fun. Yeah, very fun, very synth. Uh, yeah, nice. Looks like it's set at Christmas time, which I love. Sounds, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the video, the video, the video image did sound like Christmas time. Yeah, deceptively innocent little track. Um, as I was mentioning off off air, this uh, like a lot of games on the PC ninety eight and the FM Towns, which this was also released on. Uh, this is an adult themed visual novel. Um, beware if you look up this game online, you will see some things if you don't have filters on your search. So just be careful with that. But man, man, what a cool soundtrack! What? And... Yes, I agree, man. Like this is just. I almost want to say, like, it's it's super bouncy, it's super fun, and it kind of reminds me of, like, an anime intro. I think I realized why I said Ace of Base near the end of this. It, it doesn't have the same drive that a lot of Ace of Base music has, but that, that lead melody, the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, that reminds me of It's a Beautiful Life. That's oh, it what it is. So much does. You're yeah, right. That is why it's I a beautiful Ace of life. Oh, oh, oh that oh. song, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's the one. That is the one for sure. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but never played this game. Um, it's apparently sort of a hybrid RPG and visual novel. And all I know is that you play as this guy, and some of these girls get kidnapped, and uh, bad stuff happens to them, and you have to rescue them, and, and that's they become kind of naked. All I know. Yes, Which yes, they do. Happens often in, like we were talking about, in some of those <laughs> early 90s visual novels that seems to be part of the course from back then. Um, even, even still now, like they still make those. They're just now they actually make visual novels that aren't all about nudity and sex as well. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, I, I told you I was uh, impressed that you found anything about the composer. It's it's kind of hard sometimes to find um, find folks for these games. I know uh, there are a couple of podcasts out there that sort of pride themselves on these kind of things and do some really deep digging and even go so far sometimes as hunting down and contacting the uh, like people who worked on the games to see if they remember who did music. Oh, see, I've yeah. never done that, but I do. Yeah, I definitely dig. I definitely dig, and I try to. There's only a. There's not often where I've had to say a composer's unknown. I usually yeah. can find something. Or I'll just give credit to, like, the, the freaking sound guy or something because right. there's yeah. nobody else that I'll, you know, that, that could make sense that could have done the music. But what was Ace of Bass's other song? Uh, the two I know of are um, Don't Turn Around and the big one was The Sign. Oh, that's right. This, I saw the sign. Yep. It opened up my, that song, yeah. Oh, man. yeah, <laughs> what a great '90s band. Yep, that's that's their Freebird for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, moving on from uh, from like a whirlwind, we go to just whirlwind from Samurai Warriors Four. Very different sound. Not familiar with this series at all. I uh, didn't even know it was a spinoff of Dynasty Warriors. But yeah, that it's a Muso hack and slash style type okay. thing, which I yeah. love that style. Like. You know, I just played through Persona 5 Strikers earlier this year, which is a Muso. I, I just, I like what Koei Tecmo does with that genre. I, it's diverting enough for me for a while. I was not even able to get through Hyrule Warriors. I was going to ask Zelda if you played Hyrule Warriors, series. yeah. I, I, I think I actually might own Hyrule Warriors for the Wii U because a friend of mine had it and then got the Switch version, which is like the full, complete version. And so we didn't need it anymore. So he gave it to me. 
And I had already borrowed it from him once and gone through maybe like an eighth of it. And I was just like, okay, this is kind of fun. What else do I have to play? <laughs> What's cool is after you get through that game, you can actually play as the villains. It's kind of dope. Yep, yep, I did. I did hear that. And I think maybe if I got like the ultimate one and there were like, there was like an option to just unlock things and go through the game without having to unlock everything. I would enjoy getting in and playing around for a while, but I, I don't know, I, I didn't really have the drive to unlock everything um, in with that particular style. But everybody has their own thing, you know? It's And the music is fantastic. I love the music from Viral Warriors games. Me too. It's well done. And so is this one. Like, yeah, this and, one. And you even mentioned well it, like, kind of subconsciously set up your blocks very similarly. <laughs> Yep, I've got uh, the first track in each of my blocks is a nice synthy throwback track. The second one is a nice blend of Eastern and Western styles of music. Uh, I mean, the third one doesn't really have much in common, except no, they're both okay. just banger awesome tunes. Absolutely. But yeah, this one, really, really love the flute in this track, and it paired nicely with the sort of rock and, uh, you know, that sort of Japan rock rhythm going for it. I, it. Based on the comments on this video, I wonder if this is a more or less character theme for the girl we see on the the video of this track on the video maybe mm -hmm. so maybe so like i said I, I know nothing about this i'm actually looking up the composers right now to see if i know anything about them yeah i've not played any of the samurai warriors games i have played all of the dynasty warriors but i've never played the offshoots gotcha yeah okay so looking up a couple of these looks like i would imagine they're all dynasty warriors composers maybe not though i know the let me see the first one here we've got Yojiro yoshimatsu he is a koi composer uh, Dynasty Warriors, Strike Force, Samurai Warriors 3, uh, Sengoku Muso 3, Empires, so yeah, lots of the Muso, Dynasty Warriors games, Dynasty Warriors 8, Dynasty Warriors 4, and then... Kensuke Inagi is the same. Dynasty Warriors, uh, Samurai Warriors, uh, he did do Fist of the North Star, Ken's Rage, oh, which is cool. okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, not and too then, much uh, about... And then the middle one, uh... Hiroaki Takahashi. I don't see much on him either. Yeah, I'm not. I'm having a little trouble finding him. He's on VGMDB. Okay. Dead or Alive in '96. Oh, okay. Ninja Gaiden Three in 2012. So definitely some Tecmo stuff going on yep, here. <laughs> absolutely. Yep. Winning Post, which. I know has some good soundtracks from time to time. And as always, I would be interested to know, you know, who composed this particular track because I enjoyed it a lot. But but I think my favorite of my picks, I've still got to come down on the um, your panda theme is my favorite overall, I think. But my favorite of my picks is is this next track. This is my favorite of your of your submissions for this episode. I like, yeah. absolutely loved this track. The Dark Horse for me. This is Windmill in Your Heart from Narsilian, Lithian, Another Story. And found out a little about that title. And um, But I want to talk a little bit first. So my process for picking my music on this episode, similar to a lot of what I do, I went through and looked up basically any track I could find with windy or gusty or blustery or breeze or 
Then I started getting into like storms and hurricanes and typhoons and stuff like that. And in the end, I decided just to fall back on just wind. <laughs> and uh, every every track that I brought has the word wind in it. So I uh, wanted to do that. But so that was kind of one, that one way I sort of arbitrarily narrowed it down. Uh, took out first, of course, tracks that you played before. Then I took out games that you played before. And then, with one exception, I took out series that I'd seen you play before. And that's impressive. Because I, I originally had like almost a hundred tracks on my list. That's and then, insane, actually. And then, I, don't even know that I, that's, I don't even know that that's impressive. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> then after I narrowed it down, <laughs> I I just sort of put it on loop while I was working one day. And I just pulled out the ones that stuck with me the most, the ones that made me look up and uh, look up from my work and think, hey, this is pretty cool. And those are the ones I landed on. And this one hooked me in the first like 30 seconds. And I was like, okay, I, I know I'm going to put this on the list, so I'm just going to put it in here. And I didn't listen to the whole thing, like I told you, and really, really enjoyed where it went. Um, me too. You kind of mentioned that it does have that like 80s power ballad or just even ballad vibe to it, which I love so much. Like hair metal will always be my favorite musical genre. And I just love the power ballad sound. And there's a man, lot of that here. Windmill in your heart. The title also sounds like it would be the title of a track like that. I'm really surprised there are no vocals with this because it just seems like a track that would have some really, really like the nice, boat really song cheesy from female vocals. Lunar, right? Like very similar yes. to that. Mm -hmm. Yes, very similar to that. So. Sean, Sean will like this track. Sean's a big fan of this sound. He, he, <laughs> he will, he will really dig this track. And you and I were kind of looking at this game because you know we both know nothing about it. Apparently, it only released in Japan, and it's from a Chinese developer, apparently. Yeah, but. Um, so the original game is the original game is Lithian, which is why the subtitle here is Lithian: Another Story, and Narcillian is apparently a prequel to Lithian. Um, yeah, the screenshots do have a very ease sort of feel to them, which just makes me miss Yuzo Koshiro on this episode. <laughs> and Nihon Falcon. I, I, <laughs> I had a couple of uh, tracks on my short list. I had one from oh gosh, what was it? Uh, what's that? Oh, Etrian Odyssey. Uh huh. Which we yeah, know there was Kishiro a, worked on. Yeah, let me see. I feel like there were a couple more. Um, the Etrian Odyssey track I had here. There's probably some windy tracks I could have found from either like Trails of Cold Steel or mm -hmm. Ease in general, but I didn't I didn't dig that deep into those series to try to find, because I kind of knew where I was going to go with my picks at first, so. Uh, okay, so the, so the Etrian track was actually Etrian Mystery Dungeon, so it might not be Yuzo Kishiro. Yeah, that might not be him, because I think he might only, it may have been, but I think he was more synonymous with the mainline games. Yeah, the track is The End of Raging Wind wins if anybody wants to look that up and i feel like there was another one i saw that almost definitely would have been koshiro oh adventure island uh super adventure uh, island yeah. specifically mm -hmm. uh from follow wind is the name of the track and yeah so we'll have to uh we'll have to see if we can't bring a little more koshiro to the show at some point soon i think we might be able to yeah we can we can pencil something in there but yeah, man, I'm glad I was able to bring uh, bring your favorite track of the show. But, you know, I say that your Panda track was my favorite. We've still got a whole block of yours to get to. We have a whole nother block left. And of course, our closeout track, which I know you were very excited to have <laughs> on this playlist as well. I, our, again, I, our only vocal track. So that's that's awesome. But 
being that the name of this episode is Gusty in Windy Levels, I wanted to have at least one track with the word Gusty in it. (laughs) Because the track that really made me want to do this theme is Gusty Gardens. Gusty Garden Galaxy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, from Super Mario Galaxy. I was going to say a modern Galaxy. classic, but it's not modern anymore. That's an old not game Not modern anymore, yeah. <laughs> definitely like, what, 14, 14, 13 years old or something like that. So kind of crazy that it's been that long. But my God, do I love that track. And obviously we've played it before, so we couldn't bring it to this episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, but that such, doesn't mean we can't get another track. Mario Gusty track. That's right. So, so we'll lead in with. to kick off this block... We're going to go back to the N64 like we opened up the show with from Yoshi's Story. We're going to Paper Mario, the original Paper Mario. And the name of this track is Gusty Gulch Adventure. This was released on February 5th, 2001. And it was composed by Yuka Sujiyoko and Taishi Senda. Next is Windy from Silence, released November 15th, 2016, composed by Tilo Alperman.
Last up is Blowy's Realm, otherwise known as the Wind World from Snake Pass. Released March 28, 2017, composed by David Wise.
Coming back in, we are talking about Gusty Gulch Adventure from Paper Mario, again composed by Yuka Sujiyoko and Taishi Senda. Dude, I miss the original Paper Mario and Thousand Year Door. Because like I've said before, the entire series just went downhill in my opinion after that. Um, this game was so freaking cool on the N64. I loved Paper Mario. I obviously wished it would have been a true sequel to, you know, Super Mario RPG, but this game, dude, it was just, it was special for its time. It's very unique. It's different. It's silly. And that's kind of what you get here in this track. You and I were talking about that while listening to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, like I said at the end, uh, it reminded me of, you know, your friend who, who like, took a year of keyboards in college <laughs> and thinks he's the stuff getting up on this old school Casio and trying to wail. <laughs> it's, it's, just, oh, it's just shredding it's so, on a piano. <laughs> it's so cute. It's so funny. And, um... Yeah, I, I played the original Paper Mario, got most of the way through. I don't think I actually beat it. Uh, played a little bit of Super Paper Mario, which obviously very different feel. Um, I enjoyed it, I think, because it might have been the first one I actually played, because I skipped this originally on the N64. And I have never had the pleasure of playing Thousand Year Door. Oh my god, you are missing out. I know, I it know. It is the best I, I of Paper to. Mario. That's that's what I hear, and I've got a Wii. I could play it. It's like hooked up to my TV and everything. I just need to get it. And um, and uh, obviously it was on the GameCube, but my Wii, it's the old, old style that can play GameCube games. So um, yeah, there's there's a lot of GameCube games actually that I have on, on my, my lists that I, I would like to get. And this is right up there. So, yep. And what I liked about the Gusty Gulch area, it was this like desert wasteland, right? And you had this kind of like, uh, what was that world in Mario 64 where it was sort of like uh, a oh, desert yeah, wasteland like, and there was like I all that. I don't remember what it was I don't called, either. I don't either. But there was like that, yeah, the you know, wind like and dust the storms blowing around. Gusty Gulch had that. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gusty Gulch had that too, right? With like in the background, the the sandstorms blowing around, and you even mentioned that this is the area where you meet the uh, like the the hyper Paragoomba troopers or whatever. And even the booze, like the ghosts in this area, are like dirty. They're dusty mm-hmm. because yep. of the sand that's blowing around here. And I always loved the boss of this area, his name, Tubba Blubba. It never gets old. <laughs> Tubba Blubba. Tubba yep. Blubba. That's the thing, really, that I think is missing from the later Super Mario, uh, Paper Mario games after Super. Super still, even though it was very different gameplay style, still had so much character. Yes, uh, everybody was so unique. But then from Sticker Star forward, it's just everybody is Toads. That's yeah. it. And it it's... lost its identity almost. Like it lost the comedic. There's still, well, no, I shouldn't say it lost the comedic. There's still a lot of comedy. There's a lot of comedy. And, later and they Mario's, look like, but... well, I can't speak for Sticker Star, but my kids watch a lot of Color Splash played by this uh, streamer named Zebra Gamer on YouTube. And Color Splash looks fun. Heard lots of good stuff about uh, Origami King. Origami um, King is pretty good. I never finished it though. Kyle was a big fan of it when it came out. Yeah, but I miss the you know your big ensemble group that travels with Mario and just all of the, the character that um, all the little creatures had everywhere. Uh, that was really fun about the original Paper Mario. But at least we did have like another Western sounding track because you know you yep. did have that Metal Slug track earlier and then. 
your uh, Narsilian, Lethian, another story track wasn't quite Western. <laughs> it's, if we could have just swapped them, like if you would have brought this and I would have brought that, then it would have worked. <laughs> yep, yep, that would have been perfect. But uh, <laughs> I think I think it turned out pretty well, though. And it did. You've got another contender for one of my favorites of the episode here in this next track. Yes, Windy Man. from Silence, again, composed by Tilo Alperman. Silence is a really, really cool point-and-click game. It's a sequel to a game called The Whispered World, which came out in 2010. Ooh, I which, like that title. Yes, was also um, a, a point-and-click style game. But you and I, and, and I think I mentioned to you how before this track even kicked in, it, it was going to be kind of slower and melancholy because the game itself is not necessarily on the darker side, but it is very melancholy. Uh, you are playing as this girl who is lost between life and death, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw in the Steam description that Silence is apparently the name of the world between life and death. and Which is kind of a cool concept. It is, yeah, it is. And I want to mention also, I noticed that uh, there is a free demo for Steam. So if you're interested, go download it and check it out. Yeah, definitely. There is, um, I think there might even be a demo for the other game too, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure on that. And Tilo Alperman is not a name that like I think is super popular in terms of video games but I think he's got some other stuff out there too like or unless these are games that I'm just not familiar with oh they are the Chronicles of Shakespeare that's actually a game series that came out on PC oh that sounds like my thing <laughs> yeah he, so he did the music for the Chronicles of Shakespeare Romeo and Juliet the Chronicles of Shakespeare A Midsummer Night's Dream uh, Silence Ken Fillet's The Pillars of the Earth which I did play on Twitch back in the day and he did the music for shout out to Frank once again the most recent Leisure Suit Larry Wet Dreams Die Dry uh, Wet Dreams Dry Twice <laughs> <laughs> Wow <laughs> <laughs> I love the description of this from Steam. Hey, ladies, it's time to get wet again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But yes, dude. I know. This track, though, is simply beautiful. It's just absolutely beautiful. There's not even, like, I can't say a whole lot about this, but, like, I can't highlight, like, the flute or the, you know, any particular element of it. It just... It blends very just, well it's together, nice to just yes. sit in and um, it just kind of vibe, you know? It's... There's a there's a whole swath of, of people that I think are are comfortable sitting in the melancholy and the darkness that life has to offer, and it's it's not that they're like necessarily just like super depressed or depressing people. It's just that they can you know they can see the beauty and the sweetness in that. And I feel like you and I are both kind of in in that vein. Oh yeah, people, which is a hundred percent. Why we enjoy I mean, there's that a reason that I wanted episode. to do emotions of sadness at one point, right? Like exactly. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much and when when tracks can make you feel that that's that's truly special in my opinion for real yep good and then stuff. we move to my last pick from this block which comes of course from david wise we're talking about blowy's realm 
otherwise known as the Wind World from Snake Pass, which I know you have a lot of experience with the soundtrack. Not necessarily a game. Neither one of us have played this game, but I know you're a big fan of the soundtrack. Yeah, I mentioned while we were listening, I was kind of surprised I didn't bring anything for the David Weiss episode, but I think that might be because this is another one that's fun to just kind of sit and vibe to, and a lot of tracks that I bring tend to have either a little more going on, like, or they're, or they're orchestrationally complex, <laughs> that's not a word, but it works. Or they've got like, can, a, they've got like a nice, just, <laughs> just, just like uh, Bali Rock. There you go. There you go. Look at me coming up with new phrases here. Um, or there's something that has like a nice catchy melody to it. And most of Snake Pass's music is just kind of fun background stuff. You know, it's it's nice. It's pleasant to listen to. I'm sure it works well with the game um, when the game works. And, From what I've heard, not necessarily yeah. all the time. <laughs> But maybe not. I think it's the same reason I didn't bring anything from Vive Pinata on my Grant Kirkhope episode that I did. It's the same kind of vibe. It just it's nice music doesn't necessarily stand out to me. Um, in fact, you and I ended up just kind of talking about real life stuff while this track was on. And it was a nice you know background for our conversation. Absolutely. So. It was. Yeah. And much like we always talk about when we tend to bring David Wise tracks to an episode, they always have some sort of like fun, happy-go-lucky feel to them, which I never get tired of. Yep. Yeah. Nice way. Nice way to end that block and get us ready to uh, to get us ready to rock out out of this episode. Yeah. Get us (laughs) get us ready to rock out. Uh, You know, get our guitars out, jump into a tornado, and I don't even know. Shred around, <laughs> shred around as we blow around. I have no idea where I'm trying to go with this, but what are we going to close out in. with before we uh, close out the show? You have our closeout pick. I do have our closeout pick, and man, I'm excited. This was the first track I picked for this episode. Yeah, you because... sent it to me like well before we even put this together. Like, I, I think you sent this to me like this is going to be on my list. Just telling you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's just, oh, it's this is not high art. This is not, you know. Um, <laughs> it, 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 we're going to be listening to um, <laughs> Night of the Wind from Sonic and the Black Knight. It's a June Sinaway and Crush 40 jam. And man, this is just so good. It's it's a punk ballad is what it is. And for anybody who doesn't know, Sonic and the Black Knight is based on the legend of King Arthur. Which I love, by the way. I'm a big fan of the Knights of the Round Table in, in Camelot. Like, I love that stuff so much. Well, I mean, it's like our age group. There was so much, I think. Uh, I don't remember anything actually specific besides, like, the sword and the stone. But there were there were several properties I remember, like TV shows and things that came out that had to do with the Arthurian legend when we were kids, you know, and uh, just just a really, really cool thing. And of course, you know, as Americans, our, our DNA is mostly British. And so this is, you know, kind of our like a grandfather legend for us. But Sonic and the Black Knights, it's no spoiler to say, because anybody who has played this game has probably already played it. And nobody that hasn't played it is going to go back and play it, so... Yeah, it's one of those forgotten Wii Sonic games. Didn't control very well. You had to, like, waggle the remote to swing your sword, and it's really cool in concept, but it didn't really work very well. And uh, sitting in, in the 50s on Metacritic, but it looks really nice, sounds really great, and in the story, non-spoiler alert, uh, you find out that Sonic actually is the legendary King Arthur somehow. I don't know. Weird Sonic lore stuff. 
but you feature a lot of the other knights like Lancelot, Gawain, but they're actually Sonic characters. They're just in this alternate reality, they were the knights of the round table. And Sonic's name that's given to him by Sir Percival is the Knight of the Wind. And so this is like his theme in the game, Knight of the Wind from Sonic and the Black Knight. And Crush 40's lyrics in this, they're just just really, really great. There's some cool Jin Sinaway, uh, Jin Sinaway shredding guitar, and I, every time I listen to it, I like it a little bit more. It's just a really fun track. And we mentioned Tommy Tallarico earlier. This is the game that he has some credits in. Very interesting. I had no idea he had ever touched Sonic, and that's pretty cool. He composed Molten Mine from the soundtrack. He composed Great Megalith, The Cauldron, and that's it. Those three. Okay. I'm not super familiar. I, I feel like in the future, maybe the near future, I'm going to be digging into um, this soundtrack. I also want to go back and explore the soundtrack to Sonic and the Secret Rings. And <laughs> Another, you know, that, that another forgotten fun... game that's not that great. Exactly. That, that might be a fun uh, fun episode to put together as a filler for us sometime. Forgotten it's Sonic games? That, that Bad Sonic that games? Pair. Uh, because both of these games, they we were can play the music from Sonic 2006, widely panned. Um, and uh, but the music is actually actually pretty good. And yeah, Sonic 06 would fit in there. Um, <laughs> another another forgotten Sonic game that would not no, it's fit not very forgotten. Well is, uh, it's definitely not forgotten. Everyone loves Sonic to hate Chronicles, on it. It sucks Dark though. Brotherhood oh um, on the DS, an RPG of all things, and the music for that game is just atrocious. It's not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, but this is a great way to close out the show. Once again, you are bringing the only vocal track to an episode. Look at that. Look at that. And um, I've already mentioned it a whole bunch of times, so I'm, I'm going to mention it this last time, and that's it. I won't say it anymore because I'm beating a dead horse. But hopefully, Jeff, I have now finally convinced you that I don't hate vocal tracks in <laughs> video games. <laughs> Oh, man, this was fun. This is exactly what I was hoping this episode would be. This was a lot of fun to do. Yeah, definitely so. And I'm excited about some of the stuff that's coming up, man. It's going to be good. Me too. We have uh, we have everything pretty much booked up through the end of June right now, so I am excited for some upcoming stuff. I don't like to give things away anymore, but uh, I, I am very excited for things that we have in the pipeline, especially because we just got an update on one of them today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yep. I am very much looking forward to that. It should be a lot of fun. And if anybody is interested in hearing um, a little more about one of the things that we're going to be doing in June, keep an eye on my Twitter. You can find me at BGM Pod on Twitter. I'm going to be posting something there that's... Uh, it's going to be, it's going to go beyond BG Media. And so just, just keep an eye on it and um, you'll, you'll learn more soon. It's very cool. I'm, I'm very excited to get to that. I'm excited to kind of see how this all comes together. And more specifically, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what sticks out from that too. Like, yeah, without giving Same. anything away here on the episode, I'm excited to see what sticks out. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see where it goes. Absolutely. Sure. But I think that is unfortunately going to bring us to the close of the show for this week. We do want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible, of course, by RPGera.com, which never gets updated anymore. If you like video game music and more importantly, you like us and want to help grow the show, check the description box for ways you can do just that, including a link to join our Discord community. Bedroth, 
What is taking us out this week? Taking us out of this episode, we're going to be listening to Night of the Wind from Sonic and the Black Knight. Released March 3rd, 2009. Composed by June Sinoe and performed by Crush 40. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.